morning, huh? What a time. Title of this message is Move That Mountain. Move That Mountain. I don't know about you, but I don't have it in me to move a mountain, but God in me can. Apart from him, there's no mountains moving in my life. But with them, with them, no mountain too high, no mountain too heavy. Moving mountains. This word came to me Wednesday morning. And uh, I don't know. I don't ever pretend to understand all the uh, all the reasons why deposits are made in us. But I believe, as we get into this lesson, I believe the Lord is calling us, the church, the body of Christ, to know who we are, to know who we are, stay bowed down to him, and then let him do what he wants to do. Know who we are, stay bowed down to him, let him do what he wants to do, and let him use us in the middle of it all. Because he will. He will. Move that mountain. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures here. Well, the, 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 uh, the, yeah, let's just go right there. When they came to, to, the, to the crowd, a man approached Jesus, and he knelt before him, said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water, and I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. No, no, go back. That, that just move on, Tim. <laughs> they could not heal him. They could not heal him. I, I, I read this, before I even read this next verse, I'm looking at it ahead of time, and I'm looking at it and thinking, boy, I don't, I don't want ever hear these words spoken to us or to me from Jesus. You unbelieving and perverse generation. I don't, I don't, it would break, it would break my heart. I'm sure it broke his heart. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demons, demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. Let's go on to this next one. Early in the morning, another passage from Matthew. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. He said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also 
you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you'll receive whatever you ask for in prayer. I believe the Lord is calling us as a people. He's, this, this isn't anything new to us. This is, a, this is a, a picking where we left off uh, you know, type thing where he is calling us to dig in, to be bowed down, to know the power that he has. We don't have it apart from him. We have it with him. But ultimately, any mountain that gets moved gets moved because he moves it. So when we say move that mountain... Don't ever think that it's because of you. It's all him. It's all him. It's all him all the time. All the time, it's all him. But he reprimands them and says, you have little faith. In this room today, this room today, let your faith flourish because it's in him and him alone, not in what you see. His faith is in him and him alone because he's a good, good father. Always, always. This move that mountain word. I believe it's I believe it's a metaphor for the church, for the body of Christ, to be grabbing a hold, grabbing a hold of the truths of Scripture, grabbing a hold of the authority that we have. Now, this isn't an arrogant authority. This isn't a, a presumptuous authority. But there is an authority that we have in Christ. I believe as we exercise that authority, again, bow down, not presuming, but knowing him. We're going to look at some other passages here. When God moved mountains on behalf of his own, and we're going to, we're going to see some examples of he did this as they just stayed close to him as they stayed close to him. I, I don't have this one up here, but you know, we all know the account of Daniel, and I've been seeing, I've been seeing a, couple, a, a couple of people sharing some, some posts relating to Daniel. And we all know the account that people were out to get Daniel. They were out to get him. And the new leadership issued an edict saying, you can't bow down to anybody, but The new leader. You know what the scripture says? Again, I don't have it up here. It says Daniel did what he always did. He did what he always did. He bowed down to his God. He bowed down to his God. You want to see mountains move? Stay bowed down to your God. Stay bowed down to him. Again, this word, when this word was deposited to me, I found myself all day Wednesday and all day Thursday, throughout the day, random times throughout the day, move that mountain, Lord. Move that mountain, Lord. And again, I don't, can't presume to know exactly what mountain I'm asking him to move. I have my own ideas. 
my ideas are always less than his. And I'm learning this over and over again. At 61 years old, I'm still learning. He can move mountains, I can't. And he knows exactly the mountains that need to be moved when I don't always, even though sometimes I think I do. Daniel did what he always did. Do what you always have been doing, but do it more. Praying. Worshiping. Worshiping. Pastor Shane said last week, keep up worship like we've been doing. We're gonna have to get, he's going to have to get on the treadmill. Let's let our worship force us all to get on the treadmill more. And get lost in his presence. Because I believe the equip I don't I don't again I don't presume to know what all happens when we just let go of ourselves and let him do stuff, but I believe he makes deposits in us that move mountains. Sometimes that we don't even know took place. interesting when I was looking this it was, I was drawn to this verse and I was like well, why, am I, why am I going here First Corinthians 13 we know it as the love chapter first three verses says this if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but I have not love I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. It was, it, when I was looking at this verse, we can sometimes look at this verse and you know, obviously it's the love chapter and it's intended to put the focus on, hey, we gotta love. Whatever else we're doing, we gotta love and that's absolutely true. I'm not taking anything away from that. That is absolutely true. Whatever gifts we have, whatever, uh, you know, whatever ways we function, whatever service we provide, whatever it is we're doing, that's the preeminent thing. But I think sometimes we can look at this first and think the things on the other side of the equation are negatives, and they're not. The reality is, hey, if we can speak in the tongues of men and have love, that's an awesome thing. If we have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and exercise all of those with his amazing love, that's an awesome thing. If I have faith that can move mountains and have love, that's everything it's everything. And remember, these words were written by Paul. Sorry. If I... <laughs> Nobody's close to me. And I'm not sick, so. Well, you know. <laughs> My wife will <laughs> challenge that. Remember, these words were written by Paul who moved mountains, who moved mountains. Holy Spirit did it through him as he worshiped in a prison cell, worshiped and prayed in a prison cell and prison doors sprung open. The same Paul who was bitten by a snake, and a poisonous snake, 
and should have died by all accounts, but just flicked it off of him and was, was just fine and was kind of like, ah, no big deal. That's the kind of, that's the kind of relationship I want more of where nothing shakes us, nothing moves us because we know who our God is and he's the one that can move the mountain. Hmm. I think it was interesting that... uh, the past two days, and we pass out the daily breads here, uh, you know, devotional, simple devotional. It's been a simple devotional for years, but uh, I'm always amazed because these things are printed and published way beyond, you know. I mean, it wasn't like it just came out yesterday, you know. <laughs> it's published at the beginning of the year, you know. And uh, yesterday's, I think it was yesterday's, Uh, said this keep doing what God has called you to do and leave the results to him keep doing what God has called you to do and leave the results to him so if he has told you and 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 this is how in my mind I was relating some of this if he has told you to pray and fast pray and fast we have a prayer and fast day every Tuesday here, and we're gonna, I'm going to call that, like specifically this week, pray and fast, pray and fast, pray and fast Tuesday. If you want to do it some other day, do it some other day. That's awesome too. But if he's told you to do that, do that. If he's told you, you know, I, I, think, it, I think it was again Pastor Shane that referenced uh, the worship leader, Sean, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Foyt? Foyt? Foyt has just been going all across this nation and just setting up worship sessions in town squares. And if Lord's told you to do that, do that. If Lord's told you to go to Washington, D.C. and pray on the outside the White House or pray outside the Capitol or pray outside the Supreme Court, whatever, do that. I believe, I believe when I'm, we're talking about moving mountains, again, we're not going to do that but God can, whatever that looks like, through whatever it is that your assignment is, and they're not going to all be the same. But don't neglect it. Don't neglect your assignment. Don't think it will make no difference. I said all this week I've been saying, move that mountain, move that mountain. Just being obedient. Just responding to what I heard. And I've learned a long time ago, I don't have to understand the reasons for it. I don't have to understand what I see. I don't have to understand what I don't see. But do it. Just do what he's told you to do. So, yeah, Daily bread, keep doing what God has called you to do and leave the results to him. Leave the results to him. And then today, 
think this was today's. References to God's provision for his people in the wilderness. He says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. The reminder here is remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability. It's he who does it. It's he who does it. It's he who does it. We are just vessels Now, I want to be one of those vessels, and I want to be engaged, and I want us to be engaged to the hilt in what he's doing and what he's about in this day. But we can see from this example that the tendency is for us to think we're all that. The Lord will remind us over and over and again that we're not. Now, that's not to say that we're not special in his eyes. It's not to say that we're not, you know, that, we, that he doesn't provide things for us and he doesn't look on us with favor, because I believe he does. Scriptures tell us that. But we stay bowed down. Bowed down. It's in James 1, 5 and 8, we read this. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Familiar verse to us, familiar verse to us, but the Lord said, I want want my people to be knowing they're standing on solid ground. Do you know you're standing on solid ground no matter what things look like? And there's a reason for that, because it's possible, and I, we've been saying this for a long, long time, if you think things have been crazy, they're about to get crazier. And the thing about it It may not always look like it. It may look tamer. It may be more subtle. But he's calling his people. God's calling his people. Pay attention. Be paying attention. Keep your eyes open. Because he's still moving mountains. He's still moving mountains. I wish I could tell you exactly what all those mountains are and exactly which mountains to target. I have my own ideas. So in Isaiah, we're going to look at two accounts here where the Lord moved on behalf of his lead, of a, a his appointed leader. Isaiah 45, 1, 3. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him 
so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I'm the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Wow. Wow. Hey, Caleb, can you hand me my Bible? I'm not allowed to cross this line. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, you, you're saying that I listened? Like that I obeyed? Oh, okay. Oh. And then this next one from Zechariah. Lots of stuff were going on here. Lots of stuff was going on here. And the Lord spoke through Zechariah to the leader of the time, Zerubbabel. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, not by, but by my spirit, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty had sent me to you. He was assigned the task of rebuilding the temple and it was like, this is overwhelming, I can't do it. And the Lord said, it's gonna be done. And it'll be done by your hand. And as I was looking, uh, I, was, uh, I, was just, I was just looking at the very beginning of the book of Zechariah, and this caught my attention. This is my study Bible, and just simply says this. The book as a whole teaches the sovereignty of God in history over people and nations, past, present, and future. God's still moving mountains. He's still He's still assigning people to do things that they think they're not equipped to do. And if that's you in this room, receive from him today just that encouragement to say, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Whatever that looks like, again, you may think little old me in Colombiana or little old me in East Palestine or little old me in Lisbon and may think of yourself as insignificant. No, 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 no. I was thinking about this this fighting, move that mountain spirit that rises up in us to say, no, we're not. We're not giving in. No, we're not. And I was thinking of an example that I heard recently uh, in this body. And uh, where's the Sloan? Sloan's are back there. So, a few weeks ago, some of you may know this, some of you may not, but a few weeks ago, Mary Ellen Sloan could not walk. For Was it a couple of days? Three days. <laughs> Three days, that's interesting. She could not walk. And Gary obviously was very concerned. What's going on? You know, what's going on? But then... He heard her one night praying. No, devil, 
You can't have me. No, devil. No, devil. I'm going to walk again. No, devil. This is not how it's going to end for me. And she's been walking ever since. God moved a mountain. God moved a mountain. First John 5, 14, 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him. The key then is what's his will? And that's the age-old question. What's his will? But again, we know from Romans, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be renewed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Can he show us parts of his will? Yes. Does he show us everything about his will? Not always. I don't know about you. Probably if I knew everything about God's will and knew everything that he wanted to do every day, all the time, that wouldn't be good. I wouldn't have to wait. I wouldn't have to listen. I wouldn't have to seek. I wouldn't have to pursue. He's always God and we're not. But we have this confidence. We have this confidence to approach him. To approach him. But again, we don't do it with arrogance. We don't do it with presumption. We do it, Lord, I'm here. I'm here and I'm humbly asking. And if, if what I'm asking doesn't fit, show me that. He has ways of showing us. Let that one go. To him, from Ephesians, again Paul, to him who's able to immeasurably do more than all we ask or imagine. So whatever you're asking, know that he can do it bigger and better and more. But he also references according to the power that has worked in us. There's power within you. Tap into that power. Don't hold on to it. Don't squander it. So whatever your assignment is, whatever mountain is standing in your way, Or mountains. Don't be afraid to ask. 
don't be afraid to ask. This is a time, I believe, for the church to rise up. To rise up. talking to Sean Danks this week and uh, it, it, the, uh, there's, a, there's a group of guys from the Men of Valor that exchange scriptures and prayer support throughout the week various times and they've been studying Isaiah 3 and, uh, and uh, he, was, he was filling me in on, on some of the study and uh, you know I, Isaiah 3 is a if you, if, you ever, if you have a chance to look at it it's a pretty it's a pretty grim uh, account of some things that are going on. Pretty grim account of some things that are going on. And, uh, and some of you may look at, you know, things that are going on now and think this is a pretty grim <laughs> stuff going on. And you may, you know, you're, you may, you're probably right. And, uh, but right smack in the middle of this, uh, Isaiah 3.10, it says this, <laughs> tell the righteous, it, oh, that should be it, not is. Tell the righteous it will be well with them. Tell the righteous it will be well with them for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. Stay bowed down, stay plugged in, stay close to him because no matter what else is going on around us and again the scriptures tell us things will wax worse but for the church, the body of Christ we're going to see mountains moved. We're going to see mountains move. We're going to be part of seeing mountains move. That's not for us to say, oh, look at us moving these mountains. Aren't we strong and aren't we tough and aren't we this and aren't we that? No, 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 no. Yeah, he'll knock us down real quick. Tell the righteous it will be well with them. I'm here to say righteous. I'm here to say, righteous people, it will be well with you. Do you have a fight in you? Do you have a spiritual fight in you to say, I am digging in in prayer like never before. I am seeking God's face like never before. I am I'm going to love like crazy. I'm going to love like crazy. stand this was shared with me this morning I am moving 
Some are disappointed in recent events. Some are rejoicing. Look past these things. I'm about to split the skies. Look for me. Suddenly I'm changing things. The great harvest is upon you. The miracles will be coming to the house. Look for me. Look and see and wait for me. I'm moving and I'm rearranging. Suddenly, look for the suddenly. Don't look to your left. Don't look to the right. Don't look behind you. Look forward and keep your focus on me only. So we go to prayer. really want us to dig in this week. I want you to join with me and if, if and this is completely whether he decides to reveal specific mountains, specific mountains that he, he wants to move. They might be personal. They might be global. They might be national. But ask them. I've been asking them. I've gotten some answers. But I believe there's more. I believe, I believe again in this time of us, of us rising up that part of that is doing so with a really fine-tuned listening ear. But that means throwing off a lot of other stuff. That means throwing off a lot of stuff. You know what's interesting? You know, and most, a lot of you know my, my history. You know, I spent 30 years of my life as a newsman, a reporter, an editor. And I found myself this week shutting myself off from it. Shutting myself off from it. And I've realized that I might have a whole lot of extra time on my hands. So the Lord might be requiring, I know that seems to be one of the things he's saying for me, step away from some of this. And I, and I got to say, that's a hard thing for me to say. Because I, I, you know, again, I lived this life for a lot of years, and I believe we're supposed to be informed. And, but the problem is, can you trust what you're hearing? Only from the voice of God. Only from the voice of God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your goodness, your goodness, your goodness continues to run after us and run after us and run after us. I pray, 
blessing on our friends from Puerto Rico today, on Dante and Emily, and on Evan. Thank you for uh, just the joy of being able to experience worship with them today. And I don't know how long they're here, but I pray blessing on them. I pray for deposits, deposits in them this morning. Deposits that are, 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 are not temporal, but everlasting. Lord, we acknowledge our need for you. We need you. We need you. We need you. We ask you to show us mountains that you want to move. If you choose to reveal specifics, we want to be a part of your work in this day. We pray knowing that you're God, we're not, and we must stay bowed down to you. We must stay fully submitted, throwing off things of this world, old things, old sins, old habits, throwing them off, throwing them off, walking away from things, shutting the door to things that we don't need any longer, things that impede our walk, that interrupt our race, things that get in the way of hearing clearly our assignments. So Lord, I pray in the days and the weeks and the months to come that we're going to hear clearly. We're going to hear so clearly. Father, let us be like Daniel who in the face of opposition, in the face of clear edicts that you can't do this, says, no, I'm going to stay bowed down to my Father and I'm going to pray to Him and I'm going to talk to Him and I'm going to reverence Him like I always have done. And of course, we know that you lifted Him up and you rescued Him and you honored His obedience. Yes, Lord, come do what you do. Come do what you do. And if you want to use us in the middle of it, we're willing vessels. We're willing vessels. Send us, Lord. Send us. Pray blessing on this people today. Blessing, blessing, blessing all around this room, all around this room. Deposits, deposits of your love, deposits of your wisdom, deposits of your supernatural strength, deposits of your grace that cover a multitude, a multitude of sins. Deposits, deposits, deposits all around this room. Even now, even now. We'll be sure to give you all the praise, Lord. In your name we pray. If you need prayer, there's people here who will pray with you.